I need a horse. We don't have horses, just dogs, cats, birds. And give me one of those large enough to ride. Hello and welcome to the Video Shop Podcast, about what you're watching, maybe. I'm your host, Cal. I'm your other host, Sam, and uh, it's been about three... We, 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 don't, we haven't had a Marvel podcast in ages, so um, we thought we'd give you this one and then another you know, two weeks of Marvel. We've got Hugh with us today. Who? What, what are we discussing again? Hi, we're, we're discussing what, how terrible Marvel is, basically. <laughs> oh, shots fired already. Oh, That's man. what we're discussing. So this, mm. this is really the first debate. This is the, this is the great... <laughs> Marvel debate. Oh god! Yeah. Because I love Marvel personally. Well, uh, the the millions of people who are willing to give them billions of dollars, yeah, also yeah. think that it's a good. Well, thing. just to clarify, this is not a this is not about how Marvel's terrible. This is just about how I feel like they might have bitten off a little bit more than they can chew. Okay. With the MCU, and I, I I don't see it lasting personally. Okay. All right. So that that's my argument. Okay, so how, how how are we going to do this? Are we going to go phase to phase? Or? We can do that. Yeah, I'm happy to do that. All right, cool. Okay. Well, you're the one who's done all the work. So <laughs> well, I guess... I've, done, I've watched a lot of films in the last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when did you start watching them again? I started on Tuesday. Right. And, I, and I've watched, watched all of them, except for Guardians of the Galaxy, because I was going to watch that tonight... But I hate that film, and I didn't want to, so I had a nap instead. It's <laughs> arguably got the least to do with the total. Yeah, universe. and I, I see. I've seen it the most recently at the cinema. Oh, that's fine then. That's alright. So I, I, but I watched the rest. A lot of them I hadn't seen before. I knocked out six in one day, which that was a big day. <laughs> and you couldn't watch four <laughs> movies over a week, Cal. Hey, yep. I watched all of Daredevil <laughs> the same the Did day you watch it came the Terminator? out. Terminator's yet? No. no. You managed to to watch the second one. It's four movies. And and Genesis. And Genesis. Because, you know, four movies was too hard across a week. It was. God damn it, Cal. I was busy. Did you you like T2 at least? It was was pretty good. It's a great film. It was was okay. It was... Okay. uh, This is the word okay. uh, (laughs) He doesn't want the internet to hate him. No, because I've said enough about what I didn't like about it on on the internet already. Um, On the Terminator podcast. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Go check it out, guys! Oh god, on YouTube. Sam, the fucking plug lord, is back. <laughs> yeah, should, that should be on a shirt. Sam, the plug lord. <laughs> that could be misinterpreted. Yeah, that's why it's hysterical. It oh, should be on a shirt. Oh god. Okay. Fantastic. All right. So phase one. Phase. All right. Uh, phase one. What have we got in phase one? We've got Iron Man. We've got Thor. No, we've got Iron Man, Hulk, Thor, Captain America, Iron Man two, and the Avengers. Yeah. Technically, the Incredible Hulk. Because Hulk, uh, yeah, yeah, you're Hulk correct. Hulk is the angry one. Hulk is the terrible one. I've heard different. And I'll tell you what, Incredible Hulk was pretty awful. It's, it's not great. It, it was is pretty bad. It was better okay, than though. Other Hulk. I've heard that the Other Hulk's quite good. I mean, it's angry, so it's you know it's going to be a little quirky. But I've heard that it's it's really there are Hulk dogs. There are dogs they inject with Hulk blood to make them Hulk dogs. Well. It's so dumb. There was a mask dog, and that was awesome. They kind of did the same thing with the abomination in the in the, <laughs> the modern one. The thing with <laughs> the in- not a dog. The thing with the Incredible Hulk is it's good for the first about thirty minutes. <laughs> like the first thirty minutes is like really, really good, and mm. then it completely derails once the Hulk comes into play. Okay, would that be fair? No, no, not <laughs> yeah, sorry. 
I, I watched the first because I watched them in the order like the MCU order so I started with Cap the first event right okay then I did Iron Man then Hulk chronological order well yeah order yeah. watch order if I was right. to watch the whole thing in order I'd be adding in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in certain times and stuff yeah, like yeah, that yeah 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 right yeah. but I still I watched it so I watched Cap first um, then Iron Man seen Iron Man before I hadn't seen Hulk I mean Incredible Hulk or Cap I was watching Hulk and I just the first scene there's an initial. Do you remember You'll the have first to scene? Me what's the first scene? It has. It's the only. I, I, this is why I think that the Incredible Hulk is actually very important to the whole thing. Is because it's they're very much figuring things out. It was the second one they did. Came after Iron Man. Yeah. They did an entire backstory, origin story in the opening credits via montage. No dialogue right. whatsoever. Right. It's all this grainy kind of weirdly shot, and it shows him. You know, winking at Liv Tyler and then everything going wrong and Hulk smash and all that stuff. And then it starts... That's like an opening credit scene. Right, yeah. No, then I it do starts that, with right. him in Brazil. Yeah, I like I'm, all of him in Brazil. I like yeah. all that. Yeah, I thought that was... I, I like him hiding and I, I thought Edward Norton was good in that, like, that role. But I didn't like... As soon as the Hulk came out, it went all slow-mo and... That, that was all crappy. I, I'll, I'll, I'll concede that. I didn't think they did the Hulk particularly well. But Bruce Banner in Brazil, I, I like all that stuff. And that opening Hulk. montage, I'm just going to defend it here. Because okay. this, this is a debate. And you can be moderator. <laughs> I, we'll make you moderator. All right. This is so unplanned. <laughs> Cal, Cal is official moderator. Alright, yeah. of course, cool. so I don't know. I'll just won't say anything. I'm cool. Are you happy to be moderator? You, just call, <laughs> you call bullshit when that needs to be called. Alright. So in defense of the uh, in the opening montage is we already saw the origin in Hulk. Okay. So just like the Amazing Spider-Man, the reason the Amazing Spider-Man wasn't a good movie was because we already saw the origin. Okay. If they had just jumped into Spider-Man being Spider-Man, it would have been great. Okay. Now is the montage a little unnecessary? Yes, because everyone knows who the Hulk is. But I think it's fair to not have an origin story. As a counter to that point, nobody saw Hulk. <laughs> well, you're right about that. It as was well. canned, like universally, it was considered terrible. I mean, they redid it with the Hulk, though. He until you know, except for like Spider-Man, and that he was the most um, known Avenger because he had the old like Hulk, Incredible Hulk TV show, and that sure, yeah. he was very well known in that respect. Most people, I think, really, yeah, yeah. Um, I think a lot of people knew who what Hulk was before the movies came out. Yeah. But that's, that's very clearly one of the weaker, yeah, the weaker movies. I would of the say MCU. that I'm maybe one of the wait, probably. Well, I think it's the weakest, obviously, because I I think the lack of story, lack of the uh, um, um, backstory, hurts it. Because that's what you look at all the really really popular MCU movies. They're all the ones with the backstories. You know, there's Iron Man One. Everyone loves Iron Man One because it's got yeah. that awesome first two thirds of the movie, which is all backstory and establishment, and then. Kind of got a yeah, pretty okay, decent villain fight at the end. A little bit squeezed in, but you know. Well, yeah, a little bit, but yeah, you, you have to have it in there. Cap One's got a you know, good backstory to it. Thor yeah. kind of doesn't really need a backstory because he isn't always his Thor. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of self self explanatory. I'll, yeah. look, I'll agree with that. Um, I think Thor's pre- the first Thor's pretty weak in some places. I that is my hands down favorite. <laughs> It is, I really like Thor too. It's well. beautiful. It's such. Do you know who directed that? Um, I don't. I don't Kenneth Branagh. Okay. All right. For Shakespeare nerds, right. he is the guy. He well, is been directed since the eighties. I love all the Thor stuff in that movie. The mm-hmm. Thor stuff is great. 
I just some of the Earth stuff I don't like just as much. Right. I, I, I when I say I, I don't think it, I don't think it's that weak. I, it's better. It's far better than Thor two for sure. Yeah. yeah. And um, it's it's up there as one of the best. Well, MCU maybe we can save this for the phase two part of the discussion. But I actually have a theory as for why it's such a good movie, why it's underappreciated, and it's all got to do with the director. And okay. the directors of all these things, but we'll come into that in phase know, we'll two. Save that for phase two. I because love there, it. there's a, th- there's a, j- a serious theme going on, and moderator, I'll need you to bring me back to that point because I will forget. Uh, okay, I'll try to remind. <laughs> all right, sorry. okay. So that means we're never going to come back to that. Point. You had one job, moderator. <laughs> Feel free to butt in. Uh, I I have yeah, I have nothing to to add. You said what I thought that I was yes. going to come in and say over you before, so. What else in is your mind, one? Cal? <laughs> Cap one, Cap one's great. Yeah, um, it's it's obviously not accurate to World War One or two. <laughs> two. World War Two is the one that happens in that one. Really, yeah. there were no Red Skull guys. The CG really? in it is pretty poor. Yeah, but I'd say that's its its major weakness. Apart from that, it's a it's a good story, and and they made. They had that had the hardest job of making one of the most boring characters ever interesting. Yeah, Captain America is not an interesting character, and he's pretty good in that. And then he's even better in Winter Soldier. Yeah, well, I agree with that. Well, that that's why he's interesting in Winter Soldier is because the, his entire point is to be the man taken out of his time and put into the modern day, like like Brendan Fraser from that movie Blast from the Past. Wow. Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> wow. That, how did your mind make that connection? <laughs> Have you seen that movie? So, so I would, like, think so on television when I was like... You know, it's 13. got... What's his name? Christopher Walker's in it. Christopher Walker's a crazy person. Walken? Who, Walken. Yeah, Walken. Christopher Walken. Sorry. Yeah, Christopher Walken. <laughs> it... Is, is, is like this. He's a bit delusional and paranoid about, about nuclear war in, in the 60s or 50s? 50s. 50s. And he builds this bunker. And this aeroplane crashes on his family home while him and his wife are in the bunker and he thinks a nuclear bomb's gone off. So he locks the doors on a timer for like 30 years so they can't get out. And while they're in there, they have a kid and Brendan Fraser plays the kid. Right. And then he grows up and he's never seen the outside world. Right. And he's basically lived in the 50s for 30 years and they come out and then they're in the 80s. Have you seen The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? Yeah. Yeah. Similar to same, that. Same plot to that. Similar to that, except... Um, no Tina Fey stink all over it. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I like Tina Fey. <laughs> That's another discussion. And she was know. definitely in Mad Max, <laughs> Tina Fey. She was. Mad Max, oh my God. She was young. <laughs> but, um, really young. Um, that's a reference to our Mad Max podcast. Stop, jump on YouTube. Stop <laughs> plugging, Sam, please. It's a, I have a problem, Cal. Right. I need help. You have an addiction. How many did you say you were going to try to get out in the first half an hour? 15 plugs? <laughs> oh, two. All right. Very good. Good job. How many minutes are we in? Oh, we got, I, I got three minutes to make 13 plugs. Go! All right. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Iron Man 2. Yes. Uh, well, let's go with Iron Man 1 and 2. Let's yeah, okay. Fair enough. Iron Man 1 is great. Mm-hmm. And it, it had... It, it failed and the MCU failed. Yes. I agree with that. It didn't fail, it succeeded, and it shot off, and it was great. It did. Um, Iron Man 2, many people hate it. I don't understand why. It's a little bit... Again, it's it's like um, The Incredible Hulk in they were still trying to figure out how they were doing it. Sure. Because it's a little bit of... It does have a lot of... 
hints at the Avengers stuff in it, and that was before I think they realised they really they need to be standalone movies first. Yeah, it was the first not standalone movie yeah. in the whole yeah. thing. So yeah. and they and they went too far. They went a little bit too far, but there are some fantastic moments in that, like mm. that briefcase suit mm. scene, and and I, I like all the whip stuff and the bad guy. You know, that's all good. Oh, I think apart from Mickey Rourke's acting, which I his acting was pretty great. terrible, um, and the English speaking man doing a Russian accent. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I didn't like it when I first saw it. I really didn't. I thought it was terrible. In fact, I didn't even like the last half of Iron Man One when I first saw it. I loved the opening, but then I hated it. And I was like, "What is this shoehorn?" <laughs> I actually, really enjoyed them both the second time I watched them. Um, I don't. Mind so much about all the the Agents of Shield stuff as well because I feel like all right they're going to start having to get this ball rolling, otherwise the Avengers would have felt weird. Yeah, if they didn't start establishing it early, so I have no problem with that. I think Phase One they do everything great except for yeah, Incredible Hulk. That was a, that was the I'll say I agree that's but the I think that they really did everything well. You know they set up their minor characters in Thor and in Iron Man and uh, what was the other minor character be set up. Captain America? Yeah. Oh, my, minor character. Yeah. Uh, you had Scarlet... You had Hawkeye in Thor. Hawkeye in Thor. Uh, Scarlet Johansson in... You had... Uh, mm, like Widow And Nick Fury. Fury. Nick Fury, yeah, yeah. I guess. That, that really, yeah. That's all. And yeah. Coulson. Yeah, Coulson. Yeah. Yeah. And then they topped it off with the Avengers. And the yeah. Avengers was fantastic. Yeah. It was, it was the perfect accumulation of all those movies. Yeah. And it made all of the money. And, and <laughs> they did a really good job. <laughs> and that's... When it starts to go down. <laughs> oh, here we go. All right, so this is the problem. All right, so this is where the the the, the yeah. All right, all right, all right. Let's. What, what's the first movie? In, let's go through this movie to movie. What's the first movie in phase two? Iron Man in, three? in order Man or release? Because we've got dates here. Oh, that's fantastic! <laughs> this preparation, this guy. <laughs> Avengers. These are American release dates, but fourth of May, two thousand twelve. Right, okay. Right. So I think it was Iron Man 3 then. That was 2013, 3rd of May. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I didn't do it for Thor. Oh, oh no. Oh, that's why I started to rookie. kind of lose my... <laughs> oh my God, get me through this shit. <laughs> okay, well, Iron Man 3. I don't know. Lost? I feel like... Lost? Lost? Kind of like, what is the point of this film? My only problem is it doesn't connect to the anything else. That's it connects to New York. It connects to Avengers because uh, yeah. he, he's having he's nightmares. He's, he's got yeah PTSD. Yeah, um, and that's kind of a pop point with the kid. Yeah, yeah and it was yeah. all fine. I thought it was overall pretty good. Iron Man three, and I, I like the twist with the Mandarin. Mm. A lot of people hated that. I I did find that that storyline having new because I've seen it before. I haven't rewatched it again. That storyline did kind of irk me a little bit because why would you take that job? Who pretends to be a terrorist only to turn around and say, oh, I was joking, Ben Kingsley? (laughs) You don't don't get to, like, you know, oh, you're kidding around, that's fine. No, you go to jail forever. Yeah. You get waterboarded in Guantanamo Bay. (laughs) Yeah, no, you're right. You do, absolutely. I haven't seen it since it came out in cinemas. Was this whole thing, like, what was the point of... Of him pretending to be the Mandarin. Was it just a distraction? It was a, it was a, it was a cover because the extremist stuff they were putting in people was exploding. Right. And they didn't want that getting out. So, so they, they needed they someone were blaming to, it on a terrorist. Yeah, right. they needed someone Suicide to, bombing, to, to um, yeah, take credit for the bombs. Yeah. Right. That's not that dumb. No. That's I, quite good. No, yeah. but they, the idea that they just got Ben Kingsley, the actor, 
And like when Robert Downey Jr. busts into the compound and he's just like, oh, I'm just an actor, love, you know, do you want to be here? And he's <laughs> Pretty like, funny. Yeah, it's a funny scene. England! And that's what I think, I think that's kind of like what, like, is, is like indicative of the problem is they're like, oh, this is going to be a funny scene. It's like, but it makes no sense. I mean, it doesn't matter. See, I, I think it kind of did make sense. I, it felt to me like what was implied was that he was a terrible actor or at least like, he wasn't a very successful actor, yeah. so he was taking whatever job he got. Sure, but he was also used to be a bigger actor. When he was younger, he was right. in theatre yeah, and stuff. Yeah, they, they had facial so surgery and stuff. what they right. the point. Yeah. But they, they also make the point of how he's just a drug addict, you know, sure. sex addict, <laughs> yeah. alcohol, uh, you know, alcoholic guy. And if you offer all those things to him, and all you got to do is pretend to be a terrorist for a bit. And in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., don't they come back to this idea that the Mandarin is a real person, and that this was... There's a one-shot. One of the one-shots does that. Yeah, so, like, it's still open. The Mandarin could be in Iron Man 4. Never going to happen. There's <laughs> not going to be an Iron Man 4, and they're not going to have Mandarin in it. You don't think there's going to be an Iron Man 4? No, no I don't so, think so. so. No. What do you think Captain America 3 is? <laughs> I think Robert Denny Jr. said he doesn't want to do another... Iron Man film. I, d- I think standalone films for the MCU is almost outdated now. Unless they're origin stories, there should not be MCU standalone movies. Yeah. Or have like t- two of them. Have like a, Ho- a Hulk Black Widow movie. Yeah. Or a um, Hawkeye Captain America movie. And give them terrible ship names. <laughs> Call them Hawk Widow. And- Hawk Widow. <laughs> yeah, and, and just, you know, uh, and yeah, do that movie. I, I don't know, I just was... I, I don't know. I think if Tumblr Black Hawk would be a better. There we go. There we go. That's much better. What was? What did you say? Hawk, Hawk, Widow. Hawk Widow. Widow. God damn it, girl. Point is, give them terrible names that will appeal to the Tumblr crowd, and then yeah, they'll make billions. Yeah, but I think that Iron Man three it's starting to like wane a little bit, and you're watching it going, "What am I watching this for? Is this just a lead up to the next Avengers?" Which it was. And then yeah, I don't think Iron Man three was. It, if anything, it contradicted the Avengers, the next one. No, but I mean it's a placeholder in between the two. Right? Avengers yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's it doesn't add anything. Yeah, to no, the that's universe. exactly the point. It doesn't add anything. Well, that's my one problem with Iron Man three. I think it's a good standalone film on its own. Does it doesn't add anything to the MCU? Yeah. I will agree with that. And then Thor: The Dark World that adds stuff to the MCU. It was a little, little, a little split of yeah, storyline, but yeah, pretty the boring. The thing with Thor, I, and I hope they release an extended cut for Thor. I don't think they will, but apparently it's been shredded on the editing room. In the editing room. One or two. The second one. The second one, yeah, I can yeah. see that. Because it's just, it's a mess. It is. It's a, the, the movie is a mess. You're a mess, Thor, you're a mess. <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> um, and it, yeah, it's just been, it, it, it has clearly been edited, but again, I think it's got some great moments and an overall decent story. And and I like I like like that whole ending fight sequence with the different like dimensions and the th- hammer like trying to find him. That was all. That was just a great sequence. Um, and you introduced another Infinity Stone, um, the wibbly wobbly red gooey stuff. The ether. Yeah, yeah. that one. Uh, and and I think there was some good um, Loki Thor development there. And that if. If, like that's a good enough reason to me for this movie to exist, but it, it you know, yeah, it's kind of not what the movie was about. When he pretends yeah. to be Captain America, that's, that's oh, golden mint. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty good. There was bits I, I I liked it. Okay, it wasn't amazing, but 
It was certainly the best movie in Phase 2, I find, was Cap, Winter Soldier. Oh, easily, yeah. But that was, I think, I don't think that was good because it was a Marvel movie. I think it was just a good standalone film. Well, that's the thing. It was the one that seemed the most different. Like, I think Marvel was always trying to go with... The the superhero movie is is Iron Man. The 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 action like the the fantasy movie is Thor, and I'm and Cap Two was very much let's turn Cap instead of a superhero movie. Let's turn this into a yeah. a spy thriller. Yeah, yeah, and that that worked absolutely yeah. worked. Uh, with that as well, I think one of that movie's biggest advantages was. Not only did it work as a standalone film, but it did connect a lot to the other films. Yeah. Not only was it a fantastic sequel to the first Captain America, but it led directly into Avengers yeah. 2. Because you have the connection of Hydra and the connection of S.H.I.E.L.D. being gone. Yeah. And, and that... that introduces that, what's-his-face. Um, winged, Falcon. Winged fellow. Falcon. Falcon, yeah. who, who will have a big part in Civil War, I'm sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I say big part, I mean a cameo role. Um... <laughs> Um, but I, I think, yeah, I think that, I think that one was, it was good. And it's fantastic, actually. Yeah, like yeah, you said, best, best of Phase 2, one of the best, if I, not I still best. think Thor is the best person. That's just me, though. <laughs> I really I, like I, Thor. I would put it above Thor. I, put, I, put, I enjoy watching Winter Soldier more than I enjoy Thor. And I think that comes down to the different genres that they've tried to make these yeah. movies. Well, that's what I like about the MCU as well. You, you can watch... You can, there are so many different genres. You can watch a spy film, or you can watch a sci-fi adventure, mm-hmm. or you can watch a on-the-run drug addict movie you can watch a basic they also break it down into basic movie tropes like uh, I Am Black 3 is a buddy cop film right yeah exactly yeah 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 uh, Thor is a classic fish out of water tale yeah absolutely so there's lots to it all yeah actually that like buddy cop between him and Rooney was the best part of of, of Iron Man 3 Uh, sorry I love that he didn't have his suit the whole time as well yeah because I enjoy watching Robert Downey Jr. far more than I enjoy watching Iron Man I was just thinking when I was watching it how many hours do you think Robert Downey Jr. sat with his face with the camera right there (laughs) there are so many shots where he's talking to Jarvis and he must have just been sitting there for days with a camera in front of his (laughs) face that must have been atrocious yeah but he got paid what like a bajillion dollars for it yeah and it looks effective and I'm sure it was easier to film than I, I can't think of an alternative. Yeah. And it's become a bit iconic. Like, even the cartoons have kind of replicated that yeah. more recently. Yeah. Like yeah. Since, well, the cartoons since are trying to replicate the films. Well, why wouldn't you? Because it's successful. Yeah. And films Marvel Comics have, like, got rid of mutants now, because fuck you, Fox. Mm. It's great. Speaking of, tune in two weeks from now and we'll have an X-Men <laughs> podcast. That's another plug, guys. Oh, no. We're getting to that 15. <laughs> yeah, but you're at 23 minutes. Well, shut your face. <laughs> Um, you said there was something that you wanted to talk about in phase two that I was supposed to remind you of. Oh, well, we'll wait till we'll wait till we go through the phases and I'll talk about. Okay, the okay, directors. all right, yeah, directors, cool. All right, I remember that. Because after Cap America, you get Guardians of the Galaxy. No, you get Avengers. Guardians of the Galaxy. It's Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy than the Avengers. Ah. Uh, apparently, it's not in the order watch. You're not meant to watch it like that. But anyway, that's oh, fine. really? Yeah. yeah. I, well, I mean, uh, chronolog. No. No, because chronologically, Thor says at the end of Avengers 2 that, that one of them's been found, unless he's referring to... That. No, no, i got nothing. I don't know. Well, Guardians of the Galaxy, then. It's great. Yeah, I think it was a lucky hit. 
You reckon? You didn't yeah. like it. No, I didn't like it at all. What, what didn't you like about it? It was just what, like there was nothing there for me. It was just so generic and you're like, they just running around from scene to scene. There was no like heart to it or no like real interesting story to it, I don't think. It was just Chris Pratt. It was a vehicle for Chris Pratt to be Chris Pratt and be charming. And then there was your comic relief characters spliced in between. That being said, this was the first time Chris Pratt was Chris Pratt. Before Chris Pratt was a fat guy in a sitcom, now yeah. he's now he's Chris motherfucking Pratt. Yeah, he's the, the rock star. Yeah, I look. I know I'm in the minority here who uh, doesn't like this film. I, I think that um, the motivations to move the story forward were pretty intangible at times, but ultimately the little moments in the in the story were interesting enough and entertaining enough to keep that... Guardians of the Galaxy is the only other movie to ever uh, capture the sense of space romp that I got when I first watched Star Wars. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy is the only other movie to do that for me. Maybe, I don't know, Galaxy Quest maybe. I did did see similes between Guardians and Star Wars. It was trying to be the new Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. So that so that Disney can own both versions of Star yeah. Wars. <laughs> well, because you know that the new Star Wars, the uh, Abraham's Star Wars, is going to be like super gritty and yeah, the yeah. Star Trek reboot style. So this yeah, is going to be the fun version of Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. And it's Which going to be I the like. perfect one for the inevitable Star Wars Marvel crossover. Ah, oh, can't wait for that day. That's going to happen. <laughs> and I reckon Guardians of the Galaxy is the perfect, the perfect way for them to do that. There's a reality gem. Use it to cross ultimate dimensions. Oh, man. Do it. It's going to happen. Mickey Mouse will be there too, I'm sure. I oh. really don't want this. <laughs> and there's going to be a I'll shot cut. with like a Jedi, Star-Lord, they flash back in time and they're going to be on Mickey's steamboat. I'm on board. Because if they can... Because if Star Wars can be in Marvel and Marvel and Star Wars can be in Mickey Mouse and stuff, then Marvel, Star Wars and Mickey Mouse can all be with... Um, like the Final Fantasy style characters in in a Kingdom Hearts movie, and I, I this this rabbit hole is just going to get oh, too it's, deep. It's going to be an orgy of chaos. <laughs> no, you just need one great crossover movie. You just I I wouldn't even care. Give me some dumb excuse, and I'd be okay with it. I I, they I don't will want give this. me that dumb excuse because then no okay how much money get to see. They will. Yeah, I, was I don't. Sure. I don't know why DC hasn't got their ass in here and just said, "Hey, let's make a crossover Marvel DC movie. Like, Split the profits 50-50. Disney, you want to buy Can us? Disney Studios <laughs> no. don't work that way. I know they don't work I, that way. I, I think you know how much money they would make. Can, can we just put a ban on you Zack Snyder for a while? Yeah, you think, you think, you think DC is being smart about yeah. it? Yeah, I think they're doing the right by thing by releasing one pretty poor movie. I don't and see it. I think comic book movies in general are kind of petering out a little bit. We've been doing it for 15 years now, not including old school Superman and Batman, mm. but kind of the first Star Wars movie, I mean, the first um, superhero movie was what, probably what? Uh, X-Men? X-Men would have you been know, Like yeah. late, late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, 99. It's been 15 years. And we've had really great ones, we've had kind of bad ones, we've kind of run the gamut in between all of these different genres and it's... Finally, like, they kind of hit their good point, 2008, 2009. They really kind of nailed it with Iron Man. And I think it's just kind of all going downhill. And they've given us so much. They've oversaturated the market with all of these superheroes. 
And a lot of people who are into superheroes are enjoying it because they can finally see a movie that's made with you know good intentions, not just shoehorn. You know, I mean, like shoved to the back of the, yeah, of yeah, the video yeah. shop, the back burner of the back of the video shop on the lower shelf. Yeah, exactly. They're actually putting effort and budget into their films, but I don't think that the casual fan really is following this anymore I don't think they the casual fan cares about the Infinity Stones I don't probably think... not but they, they still go to watch it and they still enjoy it like who did we we went to see the Avengers 2 with a bunch of people who had not seen, seen any other any yeah. Marvel movie yeah like they not just even knew the, the first Avengers one. was going to be good yeah and they yeah. saw it and they thought it was great because it had lots of cool explosions <laughs> and you mean Avengers Age of the Transformer <laughs> It only looks a little bit like a Transformers. <laughs> no, the whole movie was a Transformer movie. You but, reckon? Oh, yeah. But I haven't watched a Transformer movie in years. Close-up action, nauseating, and oh my god, what's happening? Yeah, yeah, I guess. But, like, when Michael Bay... When Michael Bay's idea of what a Transformer should look like is a bunch of shiny stuff and, and blurry... Anything can look like Transformers from then. Like, they don't have an iconic look. I'm not talking about the look of Ultron himself. I'm talking about the style in which it was shot. Yeah. Super close, rolling the camera around, way too close to know what's going on. Mm. You know, why have I got a headache? I see that a little bit. I see that a little bit. There was some good good action in it, though. Some some good bits, yeah. Um, I like the... um, I will admit the first forest fight on a second viewing was a little CG heavy. Yeah. Um, but like the later fight with like the spin around all of them in slow motion, that looked that looked great. And um, Vision was fantastic. I like Vision. Mm. And like as much CG as there was in this movie, I I'm not entirely sure it was avoidable. And no, no, I yeah. I agree. At, and I think at this point we're trained so much to see CG that there was no way they could have hidden it. Yeah. And when the when it was like really obvious, like when it was um, like Vision, who couldn't possibly exist in real life, mm. um, it looked really good. Well, he yeah, well, the, he the, could I think just makeup. I think the it worst was, it was a lot of prosthetics and yeah, makeup. And it it's, was just Paul. It still looked like Paul Bettany. Well, and the I think the worst CG shot is right in the beginning when Thor hits some guy off the top of a tower, and it just looks like a cartoon. Yeah, for like yeah. that few frames. The forest stuff doesn't look good. I think that's the snow. I think they just didn't get... They, they didn't mesh the characters into the environment very well. Yeah. Because everything else in that movie looks great. It does. Like, the, that movie... They put a lot of work into that movie. And I think the other thing that we need to take into account is that the next Cap movie is going to be essentially Avengers 3. Like, yeah, or two two point two point five. Yeah, like there's going to be so like a huge cast of characters, lots of events going on, heaps yeah. of action scenes... And that was being shot at the same... Well, pretty close to the same time, wasn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. They're, they're pumping a lot of money into this next phase. The thing with Age of Ultron, and this was, I think, a bit of an error on Joss Whedon's part, he wanted it to be shorter than the first one. So he made sure it was a minute shorter than the first Avengers. There was a ton of stuff cut out that I felt they should have probably left in, and they are releasing an extended cut. I, yeah, and I hope they do. They are. They they've, they've confirmed yeah. extended Blu-ray edition, and I'm betting the Blu-ray extended edition of Age of Ultron is going to be a far superior movie. I reckon we can get a whole episode out of it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Tune in then. Does that count? Oh, <laughs> plug. Tune in at some point in the future when we probably do that. It's a pre-plug. 
pre-play. It's a minority report. It, it's it's what I like to call a lube. <laughs> oh, gross. <Yeah>. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Well. Okay. What, what, what did you think actually what, what did you think of Age of Ultron we didn't get your thoughts on I thought it was okay I didn't think I think what was so great about Avengers 1 is that you're finally seeing all these guys together there's lots of really great scenes like lots of really great banter back and forth and yeah. then it, the second one felt like let's do that again it was it, it, it hit a lot of the same beats as the yeah. first one yeah and that's I, that's what I kind of like I'm really burnt out on that at the moment with all this forced nostalgia instead of them making a new film they make oh well Anchorman was really successful let's make another Anchorman yeah, film yeah that let's, second one was dreadful I know and let, <laughs> let's try to make that exact same movie again because the first one was a success but they don't know why the first one was a success they think they know but they don't and yeah. they just think by replicating it yeah I mean that's an error hard too yeah I, I mean, I still... But you see, again, I enjoy Die Hard 2. It, it's the same movie again, uh, without a doubt. But wasn't that the point? It wasn't That's... it called Die Harder? Yeah. But <laughs> wasn't the whole when point they of it made to just Die be a bigger Hard 2, they didn't look at Die Hard and go, all right, what makes this a great movie? All right, you've got Shane Black... Um, not Shane Black, uh, John McTerrion. Uh, he wrote and, you know, he made this movie. He's a fantastic, you know, writer, director and stuff. You know, they don't look at, what the people who make the film. They just look at the premise and the actor. They think if they get those two things, put them back together, they're going to have another success. But they don't if they don't have the same creative team. Right. Yeah. And I don't think that the creative team behind it is the people who are probably going to make a natural, you know, next step in the story. But Yeah, no, I, I agree with that to an extent. And I think that's why this one, like Age of Ultron, I like it just as much as the first one. Um, uh, on last viewing, I, I'd have to probably watch them both again to make an otherwise. At least... At least what was happening was character driven, at least a little bit. In two or one? In in two. Yeah. In the first one it was just shit is happening, mm. deal with the shit that's happening. That was the that, that's the point of yeah. an Avengers and, movie. And that was me, fine. Though. I loved Avengers One. In and in Avengers Two it was there was at least a bit of holy crap. Tony Stark is feeling you bad about something. Dickhead. You know, or <laughs> What are you gone and done that for? <laughs> yeah, and that like every Every action scene, besides maybe the Hulk fight, was was yeah like it, it. There was a logical progression of events in this that was driven by characters rather than just a bad guy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I think I don't know. I, I I don't have a lot bad to say about Avengers Two besides that obviously a heap of it was cut out. Yeah. No, I don't think there's much like bad to say about it so much, but I think that. And it, like indicative of the of the box office results, well, not so much. But it still made a lot of money, like one point three billion or something. Yeah. But the general consensus of the film was, eh, it was good, but it wasn't that good. It wasn't as good as number one, and I think that's the big problem. Right. Yeah. Is that it's really it hit a peak early, and now everybody's kind of like looking at them, going, "Yeah, it's good. It's still Iron Man. It's still Thor, but it's just quite not as good as the first one." Right, okay. Well, that, that would be fair. And I think that this is... And this is the problem. This is heading into Ant-Man and Phase 3. Is that... I, I don't think any of the characters who they're about to um, you know, produce, like, uh, debut are, A, marketable. You know, I don't think they're going to have the commercial success. Ant-Man, let's just face it, he's just a little Iron Man, isn't he? He's a dude in a suit. Yeah. He can do a few other things. He's a dude in a suit fighting another dude in a suit. But he's also a relatively successful comedian before that. Paul, yeah. Paul like, Rudd? Or? Yeah. Like, and, and the casting the casting was good. 
Um, and there's going to be a lot of tie-ins to what happened before Iron Man, you know, and like... Yeah. Paul Rudd's relatively successful, but I don't... He's no Robert Downey Jr. No. I agree with that. But but he that's that's why it's a good choice. You reckon? Yeah, I reckon you want something you want something a little bit different, which I think Paul Rudd is going to be able to bring to the table. You want something a little bit different because we do have we've got the Tony Stark and no one's going to beat the Tony Stark. So let's have let's have the Ant-Man and or the Scott Pym Scott Pym? No, yeah, that's not right. No, Scott, Scott <laughs> I combine them there. It's Hank Pym and Scott Lang, something. Lang, yeah. Whatever. Um, but I think, I think what Phase Three is going to have that Phase Two didn't is new people, you know, and yeah. trying to cram a bunch of new characters into other people's stories and into Avengers Two. I don't think worked particularly to their favor, and I think these new standalone introduction movies are going to be uh, are going to be a, a good injection of new. I, I tend to agree with that, and I think Ant-Man is probably, of the characters they're going to introduce, I reckon the least marketable, because he's, he is just another... Doctor Strange, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, but you know what's going to be marketable about Doctor Strange? Benedict Cumberbatch. Okay, fair enough. Right, <laughs> yeah. He's been played by Benedict Cumberbatch, that is about as marketable as you can get right now. At yeah. least with the fandoms... Absolutely. Because Sherlock is so popular and he, he's still a very sought after There's actor. going to be something else for 15-year-old girls to make gifts of. Mm. It's going to yeah. be great. And and I also... He, he's English for one. I don't know if he's going <laughs> I'm not, to... I'm not sure if he's going to play English. as an English yeah. Everyone loves him. No, Brits. but what I mean is, yeah. apart from Thor, everyone's American in... Like, even Scarlett Johansson's character, who's meant to be Russian, mm. is American in, in the MCU. Yeah. So if he plays it as English, that brings some diversity. You're then going to have um, Black Panther as well, who's, who's bringing more diversity, because you've got, you've got like, the Falcon and the, um, yeah. and the uh, Rooney, but, but Black Panther is, like, the leader of his own nation. Mm. Um, and then you've got Captain Marvel, which is going to be the first female standalone, uh, standalone movie yeah. for... MCU, which in fairness is a long time coming. That, yeah. should, that should have come much sooner. Yeah, so the, I'm, I'm much... The thing about Marvel and the reason why I don't think it's going to peter out anytime soon, as much as I am feeling exhausted with the idea of superhero <laughs> movies, is that there's still new shit to come. It's not just going to be Iron Man 4, Thor 3, Cap 3. It's yeah. going to be new stuff. But- and Daredevil was fantastic and aka Jessica Jones I reckon is going to be really good they're just calling it Jessica Jones just right? Jessica Jones just yeah. Jessica Jones what's the I'm third cool one that. in that they're Luke Power Cage Man? No. Luke Cage then Iron Fist Iron Fist so then that's the then they're going to make the three TV show into one they're going to make three different TV shows and combine them right yeah yeah. so yeah. It's, it's the four the four shows four. and then it's in, and then it's combined in a mini series and, and it wouldn't surprise me if if that was good enough that there were movies for them as well, or at well, least tie-in movies. They're already filming Daredevil series two. Yeah. You yeah. got the Punisher coming in. You got Electra coming in. Mm. Both are awesome news. I'm AKA not. Jessica Jones almost done. David Tennant starring. Mm. Great casting. And I hope the Kingpin makes a reappearance. I'm sure he will. I I really love. There'll be a clip. Vincent D'Onofrio in that. Uh, is that do you? I you do. were bitching and moaning about his whispering the whole show. Yeah, he does whisper a lot. <laughs> but angry, but whisper. I. Like, I just love Super that guy. <laughs> I'm a big fan of his, and I'm I'm so disappointed that I didn't notice that it was him, but at the same time, that's a big credit to how well he played that character, I think. 
And um, as far as the you show goes, blinders on with Vincent D'Onofrio. You didn't see him in Jurassic World either. Yeah, I did. Well, did I, I, I did, but I like I, I picked that it was him in, in Jurassic World, oh. and then Bob's like, oh, maybe it was "That's Bobby. the kingpin," oh. and I'm like, "Oh shit, yeah. <laughs> that's you the fucking kingpin." The <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think Why is he so fat in this? <laughs> oh, of course, he's the kingpin. <laughs> Sorry, go on. I think the shows are going to help it not phase out as well because. You've got the Netflix shows, they're all original, and Netflix is booming at the moment, and they're they're trying to make their entire library worldwide by next year. Yeah. Which is just going to boost them. They're going to... So As if good. television show like TV stations are going to die. But if anywhere is going to not have that, it's going to be here. <laughs> yeah, of course. Because fuck Foxtel. Oh, yeah. Rupert Murdoch is... Well, that's it. Who can buy out Rupert Murdoch? Yeah. Answer fucking nobody. <laughs> Uh, my good friend the sniper rifle can buy him out <laughs> wow. you can get Deadshot and Hawkeye on this made a threat on Rupert Murdoch's life on the internet I would never do such a thing <laughs> and oh, oh, no one ever does that <laughs> I don't, I don't Maybe... think with the new phase 3 I don't think that they've got it as easy as they had it in phase 1 and 2 phase no. 1 and 2 was obviously you know really marketable this, the, I think, what I think is going to lead to Marvel's eventual downfall. And when I say downfall, I don't mean that they're necessarily going to pull the plug on the whole thing. Mm. But I think what will eventually happen is that the movies will get less and less money coming in. So they put less and less into the budget. And these movies will eventually just turn into this kind of crawling, you know, meh of a movie that nobody really pays attention to anymore. Okay. But All I right. think the reason why that might happen is because right now they've got everything rolling, riding on the next... They need to get to the next uh, Avengers movie. They need to get to Cap Civil War. Right. So if any of these movie falters, they're going to start... That's going to start that snowball effect. Well, see, so you know what I think will happen instead? They will slowly convert them into Netflix TV shows. <laughs> all of it. All of it. Yeah. Seriously, because, like... Um, yeah, because Robert Downey Jr. will be happy with the pay on a Netflix TV show. Well, that that's the thing. You might not get Robert Downey Jr. for something like that. But we've... Like, I love the guy, but we've seen enough of him at this point, haven't we? Yeah. He's, like, he's been in all of them. I'm happy to have a... I'm happy for him to take a side seat. And I hope that's what he is in Civil War. I hope it's yeah. Captain America that happens to have Iron Man and all these bajillion other characters in it. Well, I, I hope it's much more about the other characters and that this is... Like, you know, obviously Cap and Iron Man are at the forefront of this, but we get to see what Peter Parker thinks of all of this and what Black Panther Well, that's another thing. They, they've got the deal with Sony now, so Spider-Man mm. can jump in between, and that opens a whole avenue of other other movies. That means Sony's... Any movies Sony now makes as Spider-Man movies are part of the MCU mm. under Kevin Feige. But if they fuck up Spider-Man... Yeah, and they have before, and they twice. Ha- yes, yeah. That, like, right. the, but if they, they fuck will. up Spider-Man in Captain America and in his standalone film yeah oh, is there anybody really want to see another oh, Spider-Man film I mean I just hope that they yeah as long as it's no origin stories it's not and they it's just not yeah story. like as long as they just go here's fucking everyone it, knows who Spider-Man is you if, don't need the introduction if the origin story was I've had my powers for quite a while now but holy fuck, there's superheroes, and so now I can I can do that. Now I'm Spider-Man. That that oh, would yeah. be totally fine. I don't think they're even doing that. To my knowledge, it's he's going to be Spider-Man already, 
and he's been Spider-Maning for a little while, we just haven't seen it. Well, see, that, that wouldn't make sense. Like, I just think that, like, if he was doing that in, all in Black Daredevil, you know, style, and then saw that there were superheroes and went, oh, cool, I can have red and, red and blue latex and just go nuts. The thing with, and this is why I think they're going to get it right, they're not doing the origin story, which was a mistake Sony made with Amazing Spider-Man. Mm. They've cast a teenager. Yeah. Who's a good actor? Yeah. I don't. What's his name? I don't know. But he's but, but he, 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 he like, hasn't been in much. But he is very good. He's a theatre actor. He's, he's very physical, and he's been. He's played. He's played Hamlet, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But I don't know. But he, he's done. He's done a lot of theatre. So he's, he's a theatre actor, and theatre actors are generally pretty good. Yeah. Um. So and he's and he's a teenager, so he can stay in this role for years. Yeah. And grow into the role and. Um, and then no origin story is a big one, and because they can combine it with the Marvel universe, I think it's going to mesh well. Like if you have a cameo from someone like Daredevil, or if you make it like a Black Widow Spider Man movie or something like that, yep. that's going to be a successful movie. Mm. And it's, I think it will be a good movie. Yeah. As, it, it, and I don't think they're going to make it just a Spider Man. I even read rumors early on that they were thinking of having Iron Man in it. It was going to be like Peter Parker protege to Iron Man. Which Iron Man isn't my first choice for that team up, but if you have it like a combination movie, that's going to be a good movie. And it's and I think what we're sick of is just Spider Man on his own. Yeah, Spider Man so bounces well off other characters. It's, it's going to be Spider Man getting called up for Shield duty, isn't it? I'd be okay like, with that if you bring in Black Widow or, or Hawkeye would be cool as well. Well, that's I don't imagine. Um, I don't imagine Tony Stark taking him on as a protege. No, I imagine no, no, no. He, I don't, I don't think that's accurate. Not, not this Tony Stark anyway. Maybe, maybe Cap. But I think, I think, yeah, he'd be much more likely to work with Hawkeye, especially now that Hawkeye's popular. Yeah, after, yeah. after the second movie, yeah. after he got some actual fucking screen time. Yeah, well, I think his agent had um, Jeremy Renner's agent probably had a lot to do with that. <laughs> well. You know. Who I like Jeremy Renner. I, I, I do too. I think he's great. The yeah. town was fantastic and he was phenomenal in it. Mission Impossible but, Ghost Protocol. Yeah, in that <laughs> scene, but but when, really when he, fun action movie. When he was the funny looking guy that didn't do or say anything in the first movie, yeah. how can anybody like him? Yeah. I'm just glad that he got a chance to be to be good. I don't know why they he didn't do family more. family and everything. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Well, he did some really funny moments too. Yeah, he did. And I don't know, and he's funny in Ghost Protocol as well. I don't know why they didn't. Um, yeah, didn't get uh, in, he's but... he's in the new Mission Impossible, I think, as well, yeah. isn't he? And he yeah. was also yeah. the new Born. Which yeah, he was. I liked the premise of the new Born. It was fine. I didn't think it was well executed. I, I just like I just like the idea that there was never just the one, and there was all of these sleepers all over the world. Of course, that makes total sense. Yeah, it does for that agency. Like what mm. I didn't like the the concept. I liked the plot. I didn't the whole pill thing that bugged me. How was silly. <laughs> I just like the theory. I, like, I don't want to see it. I just like the theory. I love it. Do you I've like the other Born films? I like the first one. I don't like Matt Damon. Oh, really? No. I like Matt Damon in Born. Yeah. I guess that's good because he's a robot, and I think that Matt Damon can't act for shit. So, yeah. fair call. Fair call, I guess. Shots have been fired. Yeah. Yeah, um, Matt Damon, come on the podcast and fight for your... Uh... <laughs> oh, yeah, Matt Damon, there's a seat for you right here, man. Oh, I'll take you to town. Um, Mr. Damon, I apologise. <laughs> I'm sure you're a very talented man. In, in, I just in, haven't seen any of you. In Team America World Police, but Matt, Matt Damon. Damon. <laughs> that was the best thing that made the 2000s for me. God. I stood up in the cinema and applauded. Yes, he's a wanker. Somebody else sees it. <laughs> well, you know that was his voice, right? No, it was. was it really? Yeah, it was. No, no it wasn't. Yeah. Well, because 
that the one of the probably didn't realize I'll make it fun of him. That's stupid. <laughs> one of the major things behind the scenes in that movie was that that was um, Alec Baldwin found out about the kind of character that that he was being portrayed as and wanted to do the voice, and they said no. Because as soon as we have your approval, it makes it less funny. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't... It would surprise me if that was actually Matt Damon. Alright, let me look at it. I'm pretty confident Just Matt Damon. There's, there's well, no while you're, while you're trying to get my that, GPRS to do it. While you're doing that, I'll go into the director's theory that I was going to go all right, to do before. It. Okay, cool. so all the directors for all of the Phase 1 and 2 films are basically all no names. Right. Okay. okay, with the exception of the guy who did Thor, who was Justin Brenner. All right, and he did. He's done like, like I said, a shit ton of of um, Shakespearean films. Like, he has been around since the eighties. He's a big name in, especially in England and someone in America. He's got a huge IMDb list. He's the exception. Everyone else are TV directors, all of them, exclusively. Ooh, this is going into my theory. Okay, Maybe so Joe Johnson, the guy who did the first, um, the first Avenger, Honey, I Shrunk the Kid, Jurassic Park Three. And Jumanji. Only three directing credits before that, and he's been working for 20-something years. Everything else was TV. All right? Iron Man, John Favreau, had done no movies before that, except for Elf. Right. 2003. John Favreau is pretty good, though, is he? He's a producer, and he's a writer, but not as a director. Yeah, right. Did you watch the movie Chef? No, I haven't seen it. I will see that. I do want to see that's that. That's worth a watch. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty. That's a pretty fun movie. I think he wrote that as well, though. Yeah. He, he is a He is a writer, writer yeah. Um, the Incredible Hulk, uh, Lewis Letterneer, I think was. Can't read my own handwriting. He did the Transporter one and two. That's basically it. Uh, that's unleashed, strong, unleashed with Jet Li, Iron Man two, John Favreau again, Thor, Kenneth Branagh, and then you've got Avengers. Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon was not a big director before Thor, Avengers. No, he wasn't. He'd done what movies did he? He'd done a couple of movies. He, he did, did uh, Serenity. Serenity. He did what? No, no, no didn't he? There, there was some horror movie, didn't he? He do? produced that. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, he directed. Was, he that was, right. Yeah, he didn't direct that. He produced. Yeah, he directed films. a bunch of like Firefly, Buffy, Angel mo- episodes. He's again, some he's Glee, a writer. The Office again. That's why this is the theory. So the theory is that Marvel are saying very much when they're casting these directors, they want a very specific, moldable director that they can basically keep on a short leash. Yeah. All right. Think about the first guy, the really guy who had Hollywood like pedigree, he had cool factor. The first guy who was going to go and do an, uh, a movie was Edgar Wright. Mm, and he yeah. got canned. Mm. All right? I think he got canned because he came in with... Did he a, get canned or did he leave voluntarily? It's up in the air. We don't really know for sure. But what? he left for creative differences. Mm. The creative differences being, I think, he had a theory and an idea and a vision and they said, no, nah, cut that shit out. You're doing it the way we want to do it. Right. Mm. Yeah, there is. This is the way I look at the MCU. I look at the MCU as a TV show. Okay. Like it, they are individual movies, and they have to be individual movies. But they're all connected. They're basically like when you like you know if you broke it down and serialized it, it would make just as good. A, it would make a great TV show. And you look at Kevin Feige, who's the producer on all these movies. If he, he's really just an executive producer, like you would have on a TV show, yeah. where they're kind of in charge, and you just get the directors to come in to do the yeah. visuals. So, I mean, it makes a certain amount of sense to make... But there's a difference between directing a TV show, which is one hour long and has a very simple arc that feeds into a bigger narrative, Mm -hmm. a seasonal arc. These need to have their own arcs within the film. Yeah. Just continuing on, just cementing this point, right? The uh, the other exception is Shane Black, 
Iron Man 3. Yeah. I yeah. think they got Shane Black in because it's the last Iron Man film. They've already done what Iron Man needed to do. Let's go out with a bang. Yeah. And no, so they get Shane enough. Black in. You know, Lethal Weapon and, and all those films. He's done. Okay. Yeah. Thor The Dark World. Alan Taylor. Alan Taylor has been a HBO guy for years. Like back when Oz, he did Oz, Sex and the City, Sopranos, um, Deadwood, Rome, Game of Thrones. Um, uh, Logical choice. Six really, Feet yeah. Under, Boardwalk Empire. He did Terminator Genesis as well. Just... Oh, that's not a good add to his resume. <laughs> but before Terminator Genesis, I think the only big film he did was Thor The Dark World. Everything before that was all TV. Right. And then you get to Cap 2. The Russo brothers, yeah, Arrested bunch Development. of community as well. Yeah, yeah, community and Arrested Development. I mean, these guys are all almost exclusively TV directors. Yeah, and I think that you look at these films and they have a certain kind of blandness to them, which I, I mean, that's what I saw in them. I saw a certain blandness, a certain whitewash of, you know, color and oversaturation of of action sequences and CGI. And lacking a little bit of story, which is maybe why I gravitated towards Thor so much, is because it had a real director. And what I loved about Thor was the heart. You know, you watch it, you really like these characters, you really, you know, agree with them, want them to succeed. They're funny, they're charming, they're sad when they need to be. Loki, Tom Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston is a great... He's phenomenal. He's probably the standout for the MCU, I think. He'd be be up there for sure, I think. I I would agree with that. So that's, so that's my theory. I think that that's why these movies have this kind of whitewashed feeling that they just... Cause they're, they're getting these directors in who are very manipulable... Well, malleable. Not manipulable. Language. <laughs> yes, they're speaking too much. Yeah. Uh, anyway. I do see that. Well, that, it but makes a lot of sense because they obviously have been planning this for a long time and they've got a very specific vision for the future... Like, it, it makes sense that they're going, this is what is going to work, mm. let's stick with it, and it's working so far for them. But I think you're right, there is a certain... There's a certain level of nothing to it, because it does have to appeal to such a wide amount of people going in more specific. Yeah, it... As long as they get a balance, I don't see it being a problem. Like you said, when they got Shane Black in to do to do Iron Man three, if they do that every couple of movies, they get a they get a great director to to start it off well. Or if you do that with like origin stories, and then you let them mesh together with the TV directors, that that well, that works fine for me. You, you get you get a good balance. If you get a good balance of both, they can, you know you can have the best of both worlds. I think they've got to look at something about Thor and the Thor two. Is Kenneth Branagh was obviously. I mean, Thor 1 wasn't a huge hit. I mean, it made money, but I don't think it made as much money. I mean, it made $450 million and they spent $150 million on the budget. Right. Um, but they didn't get him back for Thor 2. No. Why do you think they wouldn't do, want him back? I uh, mean, he's obviously got uh, act, I mean, directing chops. He's got pedigree. Well, probably for the exact reasons you said, they, they, they wanted to fit into their world and he would have wanted his own... Yeah. He wanted his own thing. And I... Don't you think that that's a, like a really risky way to make you build your it build is your risky. Marvel I agree, it is definitely risky. Monolith? Well, see, no, because I think that the people at Marvel and the people at Disney know that movies are a good way to make a heap of money all at once. They're very good at making but long-running TV shows are the way to make consistent money. Mm. <laughs> so they're trying to get the they're best of both worlds. Best best of both worlds. Uh, yeah. And they will eventually convert it all to Netflix. <laughs> and it will just be one <laughs> big. Oh. 
Coming back to your ultimate theory. Yeah, Disney will terrible. buy Netflix and it will just be the Marvel channel, basically. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, you will pay a Mickey Mouse fee and <laughs> yeah, you'll get all the stuff. And you'll get to see your Marvel Star Wars crossover. Yeah. Oh yes. I'm ready for this I'm ready for this Marvel channel that we are talking about. It's also what is, I think what needs to be said as well about the way that they're making these films very much is differing from the way they've been making films for the last year. You know, 50 years mm. and they, they used to write a script and then they would take the script to a bunch of you know production team and, and a studio and they'd say we want to make this movie and they would look at the script and they would make the film based on the merit of the script but now they don't do that now they say this is a movie we're making someone write us a script mm. and then if it's not very good they take that script and they give it to somebody else and say fix this and they fix this and fix this and they chop it up and they change it and that's how you can get four writing credits on a single yeah. screenplay and that's why a lot that was of these... the that was the only problem I had with Jurassic World. Yeah, so. it was chopped up, and I still enjoy that movie. But yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, movies haven't movies have been like that for a while. You, you but just have to. The problem now is there are so many movies, so you have to you 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 have to filter through it to get the original stuff. Yeah, but they're not they're not just making like one or two movies like this. They're making their entire thing exclusively like this. Well, as a as a business model, that makes much more sense to be able to go, what's marketable, what will sell, this will sell, okay, let's make this, and then write the script afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, I, it doesn't surprise me that the, the film industry has gone this way. The one thing I'm going to say about Marvel, the MCU, is I hope it ends. I hope... I hope, no, I hope not. Not like it, like it fizzles out, like what you said. I hope it ends with a bang. Thanos comes to Earth. You have an epic finale of everyone coming together, and you finish it. You resolve, you resolve it. Yeah, you wait. You wait ten years, then you reboot it, and you make all your money again on a new audience. Why wait ten years when they can wait ten months and reboot it? Well, You're so right. The, wait ten months and do it. Add it to Netflix. So I, I think what they want to do is make a definitive. Marvel Universe movie canon and be able to go we can just keep expanding on this by talking about what other characters are doing now we can retire Iron Man and then Iron Man can be done you know and I think then... they're more likely to go the James Bond route and just recast him without explanation and just continue the character <laughs> do you think why did you go James Bond style not Hulk style <laughs> James Bond's got good, yeah, because they've been making those movies for you know thirty, forty years, yeah, and they're going to make Marvel movies for way longer than that. I Mm. reckon so. Yeah. Do you think that they'll ever start like writing their own superheroes? Stan Lee's not going to be around forever. You know, do you think at some point they'll exhaust? Wow. <laughs> he certainly <laughs> jumps around the MCU a lot. He's in every one of those movies making a stupid little cameo. Oh, it's the best part of the movie. <laughs> That's the best part of the movie. You've got a problem. I might have a problem. If, Establish this. If, yeah, do you think that Speaking of problems, check back to the earlier part of the podcast where I talk about my plug problem. That doesn't count. <laughs> that does not count as a plug. <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying? <laughs> ah, do, do you think they'll write, make their own superheroes? Like, do you think they'll start creating their own? I think they kind of already did with Big Hero 6. That was very different from the original comics, at least. <laughs> wasn't anything like the original comic. Don't know the original Completely comics, different. So. Yeah, it, wasn't like, good. It, it wasn't very good. No, uh, it but that wasn't even Marvel or MCU, really. It kind of was. Yeah. It I had a Stan Lee cameo. That's a Marvel Universe movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did Iron Man... Did Tony Stark come into an after-credits scene? <laughs> Should have. <Yeah. laughs> but, like, it's... I think it was... I, I think that what we're more likely going to see is 
new characters like Coulson getting spin-off things. Mm. It, like, we're going to see new characters introduced to this world, seeing if they float, and then they'll get their own standalone thing. They've still got so many characters from the comics, though, to expand upon. Now yeah. that they've got Sony's right, you know, they've kind of got this deal with Sony, they've got more rights there to go backwards and forwards. Eventually, I'm sure they'll get the X-Men rights back yeah, too. And, exactly. then you, and then you, and then you got all those characters to play with in the sandbox. I don't want X-Men. Well, speaking of X-Men, I really think they, they missed an opportunity to cast Quicksilver as the same guy who was in Days of Future Past. Oh, yeah? I really liked Quicksilver in Days of Future Past. Yeah, Did not really like good. him at all in... Age of Ultron. I like what's his name, Aaron Tyler yeah. Johnson. Is that Kickass? Yeah, I didn't notice that that was Kickass. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. I, I like. I liked him in Age of Ultron, but he was just there to die. Yeah, but who? Spoilers. But literally, the like he was the only person that could have done that. Yeah, Ma- maybe Vision, but everybody else wouldn't have been able to literally be faster than the bullets. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're, you're right. <laughs> like, uh, so, yeah, but I but I think you're right. The fact that Ultron was in the fucking thing and decided I'm going to pop up, fire some random shots, and then piss off yeah. was a bit dumb. Um, but I don't know. He I, was also there to set up his just uh, sticky fingers or whatever her name is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I like the character. He seemed he's in there, not quite as fleshed out as he probably would have. Liked. I just really liked him in in. The, the Quicksilver character was great in that. I well, hope he comes well, back in the apocalypse. Isn't that I don't essentially? Think he is, but. Isn't that essentially what was said was cut from Avengers Two was the Thor stuff and more stuff about the twins? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because they because jo- Joss Whedon was kind of given like and you see this is the thing as well. Joss Whedon was given the you know you keep the farm or you keep the Thor stuff. Mm. You keep the farm. Well, obviously, we've got plenty of Thor. We need some Hawkeye. Mm. Mm. And I don't know, I just, with X-Men, I just, I don't want that many superheroes all at once, and I know that's what we're building to in this Marvel Universe, but god damn, like, I just don't know I would still love a Marvel-DC crossover. Marvel-DC crossover, I, like, that's what I, did we talk about it on the podcast, or was it somebody else that I was talking to about just, like, Spider-Man? Should just do what they're doing in the in the t- in the animated show at the moment, where like th- this last yes, season, yeah. yeah, was just him following the Green Goblin through an alternate universe machine that just left portals everywhere. So he's going to like this weird film noir universe where Spider Man's a hard boiled detective, <laughs> and there's there's one with Spider Gwen, there's one with Spider Pig, and it's just him just universe hopping. You know, making a Spider Gwen film. Oh, baby. That'll be good. <laughs> That'll be good. And I think that's what... Like, nice. It's going to have to be an alternate reality story, surely. And I will gladly sacrifice Spider-Man from the current Marvel continuity... If we had Spider-Gwen instead. No, well, to, to do the universe-hopping thing. Yeah. To go, this yeah. is how we'll incorporate the idea I, of I'd Marvel. I'd be happy with like alternate universe stuff. That, that's great. That's a lot of... It is a lot of superheroes if they start adding in X-Men to yeah. already... Because that's... The, like, you can't... You can make a graphic novel as long as it needs to be. You can't make a movie as long as it needs to be. Mm. And you've got to introduce mutants into the world then as yeah. well. But you know, um, you which can you can make get as away long with. as it needs to be. What? TV shows. <laughs> but people grow too fast for TV shows. People age. And, yeah. <sighs> yeah, yeah, that's true. You know what? This is like a really, really dark note. 
um, and and it's probably but it's it's an eventuality I guess is what happens if when all these actors playing all these roles what happens if someone just Paul Walker's and just dies mm. just out of the blue what happens if you know, God forbid Samuel L. Jackson dies well or, that's well, I'm sure he will at some point I know but something <laughs> tragic and he's halfway making a movie as Nick Frost uh, Nick Fury sorry <laughs> he's acting as Nick Frost he's a big chubby English fan. I don't know they'll just recast him with uh, do you think they Chris? can I don't know, Kanye West can take over the role or something. Wow. <laughs> He's definitely grumpy enough. But I think that, like... I think they'd, re- the... they'd just recast it. They'd have to. But you know what another theme of casting choice they've had? These are all big name, yeah. really rich people who aren't likely to die. <laughs> if if Daniel Jackson gets hit by a car, you'll bet that they'll put that motherfucker back together cell by cell before they'll let that guy die. Yeah, it's definitely true, but every he's now and then... He's got a clone in the island, right? Um, <laughs> ready to go. Did you ever watch that movie? No. The, the Island? No, Did yeah, I saw it. That's a fun movie. Yeah. It's alright. Yeah, it's, it's... Ewan McGregor's good. They'll just Michael Jackson him and re- like, just put him in movies with... Like CGI, they make holograms of him and just put him in everything. They probably, I think, I think if someone like Nick Fury died, they would write him out. Yeah, I. Or <laughs> they'd recast him as a white guy and just <laughs> yeah. blame it on some multiple universe collapsing thing. Alternate timeline, Nick Fury would come on. Yeah, hell yeah. 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 <laughs> and they've yeah, got an want... for everything. <laughs> not that I want Samuel L. Jackson to die. They, they have to send Spider-Man through his universe hopper to a universe where Shield doesn't exist, but Nick Fury does. And bring him to this one. The one thing I hope, and I will agree, they are getting a little. It's getting a little convoluted. The universe. I will. I will completely agree with that. It, it is. A, I follow it fine. But, yeah, but, but you got to imagine the average moviegoer. An average moviegoer won't, and I don't think it matters too much to an average moviegoer. But eventually, no. the average moviegoer will, will give up. But That's the in thing. saying that. All these new characters, I think, are going to help balance that well, out. And I think that... Because Phase 3 looks like it's going to essentially have two Avengers films in it. Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me if by Phase 5... Phase 3? two what you, Like three Avengers movies. Phase 3? Yeah. Well, phase 3 is going to have three Cap Avengers Civil movies. Wars. you got Civil War, then you got Infinity War Part 1 and Part 2. Oh, true. True. <laughs> okay, uh, my bad. Infinity War Part 2 comes out like three years later. That comes in like 2021, I think. Where Infinity War 1 is 20... I mean, Yeah, there's a big jump between them. 2018, 2021, I think. Either way, I think by the time they get to Phase days. 4... They have released days. Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I know. I think by the time we get to Phase 4, we will have... What's going on on the street level heroes? What's going on on the on the world level heroes? What's going on in the universe level hero movies? Don't you think that maybe in that time when we're looking at Phase Four, we're looking five years from now, that everyone's just going to go, "Oh my God, stop!" But I see, can't watch another. And this is why DC is has missed their opportunity. I reckon what you're saying I about think DC, DC doing have it done it smart. They know, wait, don't waste the money. Wait for five years and make another Batman film. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're doing. They're <laughs> Yeah, but look, I uh, think the reason why I disagree with you is that I think that some like everybody can find some part of some movie that they like. That like a lot of people like Avengers, but 
there'll be some people who are just diehard Thor fans and diehard Cap fans. Yeah, and even yeah. if you hate the Captain America movies, you might love the Iron Mans. Yeah. Or even if you hate all of them, you're still going to like the Thor movies. Like that kind of thing. Like I know someone who doesn't really follow them, but religiously watches Thor and the Avengers. Sure. And still follows fine. Yeah, but there's no more Thor. Like, that's, like those characters are easily marketable. I don't see anybody becoming a hardcore Ant-Man fan. I'll be in a hardcore. You're going to be a hardcore Ant Man fan? Just, just to prove my point. Well, if <laughs> comics have shown us anything, there's a market for anything. Yeah, but comics are fucking weird. <laughs> and they, they are, are still, so and weird. they are still selling. It's, a, it's still. I mean, Ant- I, I'll agree, Ant Man is not. But I think people, I think there'll be Captain Marvel fans and, and Black Panther fans, and, and I think, and I think Captain there'll be Mar- big Doctor if Strange Captain fans. Marvel isn't the best selling one. I, I don't know what will be. Yeah, well, I, I agree. Get, who they get to do it is a big thing because if they don't yeah, get someone who to take can. it seriously, hmm. if they get someone who's just going to sexualize her, and I was going to say, yeah, the casting is very important as well. But I, actually, I was reading an article about that one of the co-writers of that because they're writing it at the moment um, is that it is a challenge, but that what they're trying very hard not to do is to not make it Superman with boobs. Yeah, well, see, I just wait, wait. Are we talking about Captain Marvel or or, or Supergirl? <laughs> Captain, Marvel. Captain Marvel. Okay, cool. I wasn't sure if there was a segue that I missed. <laughs> um, yeah. Speaking of, have you seen the trailer for that Supergirl show? Looks, no. looks pretty bad. It looks like Alan McBeal with Supergirl. <laughs> so, so, so it's not Superman with boobs. It's yeah. Alan McBeal with superpowers. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly, yes. exactly. And it actually stars what's a, it stars the lead actress from Alan McBeal as well. Calista Flocker. Yeah. Really. Yeah. She plays like the hardline boss lady. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I'm keen to watch it. It doesn't look very good, but I'm keen to watch it. Well, we've ticked like over the hour feel. mark, so we should probably wrap up unless you guys get something else to add. Uh, well, well what, have we, what have we resolved from this? Marvel will or will not fizzle In out. Iron Man... Oh, which one is it? Two or three? In Iron Man, I think two, okay, there is a scene where there is rockets targeting people with Iron Man faces... And there's a kid wearing an Iron Man mask. Yes. And Tony Stark flies in and saves the kid, but doesn't take off the kid's Iron Man mask. It's the most infuriating thing to watch. <laughs> take it off! There's rockets everywhere! What are you doing? But does he know that he's targeting Iron Man? Yeah, because he like, looks at him and goes, you know, it's straight for the kid. The kid's wearing an Iron Man mask. And... You're right. I've never noticed that before. You're right. And I'm sorry, Avengers and Captain America, uh, the first Avenger, have the exact same endings. Exact same. Fake hero super sacrifice, flying a nuke, you know, go to sacrifice himself. And which, then, which which one, sorry? Um, Cap, the first Avenger, mm. and Avengers. Oh, both yeah, movie, they both have the nuke, and they both say, no, we're not going to make it, I'm going to take the sacrifice. Same ending as Batman, as well. Well, maybe they'll, maybe they'll reference that similarity in Civil War. Mm. From which... Oh, Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight right. Rises. Fake, that one. Fake suit, that fake was sacrifice the, for was, the new. That was that, the dumbest sacrifice of the three, though. I think yeah, we could spend an entire one. podcast talking about the dumb moments in that movie. We, 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 should do a, we should do a Nolan trilogy yeah. podcast. We'll do it when it's relevant, when the next Batman movie comes out. Yeah, so I'm yeah. cool with that. We'll do it in, like, well, seven yeah. years. Well, we'll, <laughs> we'll do it as a lead-up to Batman v Superman versus Justice versus the World versus Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> Versus Marvel. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! That would be so good. There's going to be so many superhero movies in the next fifteen to twenty years. <laughs> uh, have you seen like the brosters people oh, are putting out? Exhausted. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, 
All the X-Men's, all the all the Fantastic Four movies, mm. all the other movies. Oh uh, yeah, the, we'll, we'll have. There's there's one. Isn't Fantastic. there one superhero movie coming out every two months? For the, oh, for the, for the next like twenty years, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. It's, it'll be something like that. Like, <sighs> you know, I said at the beginning, the next three weeks of. Marvel, like we've got this week, next week's Ant Man, week after's X Men, week oh. after that might now have to be Fantastic Four. I just realised. <laughs> Perfect. So you we're that... saturating the Marvel ourselves. <laughs> Do you think that if the MCU stops, like, kind of making the same money that it always like Phase One and Two made? Do you think that Disney will start pulling the money out, pumping it into Star Wars? I think Disney's got plenty of money to go around. That's, I reckon... But that's not how you become a billion dollar company no, by just no. splashing cash around. You no, you're right. I don't, I don't, I don't think they'll put the, pull the cash out. I think they will either replace Kevin Feige or, or get hit, or, you know, like get behind him and say, you know, kick, get your ass in a gear, do something, you know, get this back to form. I reckon they've got two, if, if they two start... massive franchises running concurrently and Star Wars is a known brand. I, Star Wars is always going to make more money than Marvel, I think, personally. I reckon so. I, I think, I think this F7 will t- make all of the money. Well, oh, that, that, that's that, the thing. Jurassic Star Wars Park can will... be fucking garbage and everybody will still love that yeah. movie. Or watch that movie, at least. Yeah. We they'll see watch the... that movie, they'll buy every version of the DVD release. They'll get all, all the toys <laughs> and the Lego sets and, yeah. Jurassic World will look like pocket money compared to what Star Wars 7 makes. Yeah. And that's, and that's I think, where they'll put their money. They'll be like, oh, well, Star Wars is making this money. Well, they might push more money towards it, but I think I think if it started making money, like flops or bombs, you know, if they had a bunch of flops or bombs and they started losing money on the franchise, they'd just, they'd make like an Iron Man 4 or yeah, something. Yeah, I like reckon that. they're more likely they're, to pull money out of other branches other of the same Marvel. thing and yeah. put it into something well, else. My, I guess my the end of conclusion for me is that they're treading a very, very thin line with the MCU. I think that's fair. And if they're so far so good, but it's starting to wobble just a little, I think that Guardians got it back on track a little bit. But all they need is, say, two pretty, pretty bad flops in one phase, and that'll be the beginning of the end. That'll be... It's, it starts to snowball. Yeah, and it'll be the start. Yeah. Massive I think, like I said, if the, if that happens, they'll just make Iron Man four. It'll yeah. make a ton of money, and I think it'll be back on track. Yeah, but Iron Man four might not be a very good movie, but that's that would be irrelevant. Yeah, I, look, I I think that's what they're more likely to do. I don't think they'll pull it out into another project. I think they're more likely to try and keep the thing afloat would, by moving. They're yeah, going to they be trying would. to bucket water out. You know, I don't know. I was kind of trying to come up with an analogy there, and that didn't work. I'll cut that out. Um, <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> You lazy fucker, <laughs> you won't do it. Um, but yeah, we should wrap this up. So, is there anything else you guys wanted to say? Anything you wanted to plug? Uh, how Hydra? <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. That was it, yeah. That, that was yeah. it. That was it. Okay, subscribe. I, I've done enough plugging. Oh, right. You're going to plug? I, go I was going to say, yeah. Go so for it, do it. Leave us a review on iTunes if you liked it. If you didn't, leave us don't. a good review anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, subscribe on YouTube if you want to, you know, stay up to date with all the old stuff as well. Um, and like then, us yeah. on Facebook. Like us on Facebook, because we have a Facebook thing now. Yeah. Yeah. We keep that updated. <laughs> and when <laughs> I say we, I mean I do. I <laughs> <Yes>. haven't posted <laughs> a single thing on there. Uh, Go team! Alright. Um, yeah. See you, nerds.
drink. I like it. I know, it's great, right? Another! 